Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Asher Marketing Podcast. Tonight, our guest is Heather Herring. Heather, thanks for being with us tonight. Thank you for asking. Heather, you and I go further back than I remembered. We were talking before we started recording, and our kids actually went to preschool together. Correct. Is that correct? I remember seeing you at pick up and drop off. And, and then different elementary schools, but yeah. kind of came together then again in high school. Yeah, so you know, kind of following the same path. And your girls are now at Miami of Ohio, and you have two girls at yes. the same college. So Which what's that like? So awesome. Um, didn't really plan it that way, but I'm so thankful it turned out that way. They're just one year apart in school, and so it would have been really challenging if we'd had them at different colleges. Uh, they've become closer. They're better friends now because they have each other uh, there. And, and so it's been really fun as you know, watching them grow into young adults. Sure, watching them kind of do their own thing and even despite the trying times we're in, you know, make their way and figure out the world. It's 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 nice that uh, we had the opportunity to help them do that, but it's nicer when they're doing that on their That's own. That's exactly right. Now if we could just get them off the payroll. Yeah, yeah. You know? Well, that day is hopefully coming soon. <laughs> yes. Well, thanks again for being here. As you know, on this podcast, we really talk about three things. One is your career path, and you have a really interesting Thank career you. path, so I'm looking forward to hearing about that. Um, you work for a very interesting organization in Sweetwater, we'll talk about that. And then from you know the standpoint of what a lot of other marketers and people who are in communication and PR like to hear about are some of the things you're working on. So we'll focus on those three things, do a quick hit version of that, the speed round of the show as I always call it, and then your work here will be done. So career path, I knew you of course when you were at uh, New Shell 15, you were an anchor there and you were in that spot for quite some time, but tell us a little bit about how you got into that spot and why you decided to do something different. Sure, so I am one of those lucky kids who knew at about the age of 14, I wanted to get into broadcasting. I wanted to do news. I love to write. I'm a naturally curious person. And so I knew journalism was going to be my path. They just didn't know if it was going to be newspaper or radio or, or TV. Um, so I started working in radio, actually, when I was 16. Really? Was there someone who you wanted to emulate? Someone yes. who was like a hero? Which I, and I have a great story I can tell yeah. you later about. It was Jane Pauley. Okay. You know, All right. In Indiana yeah. Girl. And yeah. that's, uh, she was... The, the host of the Today Show, that's who I grew up watching. Sure. And uh, so I, I really did kind of um, model my early ideas after her. Okay. And so I, st I was in radio for several years, um, got into um, the telecommunications program at Ball State, yep. which is one of the greatest um, sure. in the Midwest, if not the country. And it was right after David Letterman had infused a bunch of money into that. And David Letterman had Jane Pauley on a show like exactly. all the time, so it all comes together, yeah. And, uh, and so I went to Ball State and then did an internship my senior year at Channel 33 okay. here in Fort Wayne. Mm -hmm. And immediately got hired out of the internship. Uh, I was actually reporting during the week, and then I actually did weekend weather. Really? And I have no science background. <laughs> I have no desire. Uh, you know, I'm not good at science, but that was the position that was open. Yeah. And, and David Letterman once did weather. Right, so again, right. it all comes together. Yeah. And uh, Greg Schaup, who was the chief meteorologist oh, yeah. there at the time, kind of took me under his wing and said, I can teach you enough, yeah. you know, just to get by. I only did that for three months. And uh, then the anchor position opened. So okay. I took over that position. When was that, Heather? Because I moved to Indiana in like 1994. Yes. And it was around that time. It was time, in 94, yeah, exactly. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And I graduated in 94, got yep. the job um, immediately after college, and then very unexpectedly uh, got a job offer from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Hmm. And, uh, you know, it's a small business. It's sure. a big business, but sure. it's small, and people are very connected. Sure. And so it was the same. Uh, the company owned Wayne TV here in Fort Wayne and also owned Wood TV, which was in Grand Rapids. Okay. 
And so through some connections, they found out about me and said, you know, do you want to come to Grand Rapids? I had never been to Grand Rapids. I had to get a map out, sure. figure out where it was. And, and I grew up in Indiana. I grew mm -hmm. up, you know, 10 minutes outside of Muncie. Yep. And this was home. And yep. I thought, I don't want to go. But I thought, I have to go. I mm -hmm. have to really seize this opportunity. So I was 22 years old. Wow. When I took the wow. job yeah. in Grand Rapids. And that's it's the 37th largest TV market. Okay. Way in over my head. But yeah. I, never, I never let on sure. that that was the case and just soaked it up, learned everything I could learn while I was there, and, and was very happy there. Went as a reporter initially, and then while I was there, got promoted to weekend anchor, mm -hmm. and, um, and and was very happy there. I met my husband mm -hmm. there, and uh, we had both of our girls, yep. and actually because of 9-11, the story's becoming long, and I apologize. No, this is, this is what we do, yes. Because of 9-11 is how I ended up back in Fort Wayne. Okay, and so explain so, that. So yes. how did that lead to you coming back So all of the news directors were gathered at a convention in Nashville. Okay. When the planes wow. hit. So wow. they were they were stranded. Mm -hmm. They were, you know, wow. grounded there. And so um, the company that owned us had stations all across the country. We had one in Indianapolis one in Fort Wayne, and then Grand Rapids. So the news directors got together and rented a car and said, we've got to get home. We've got It's the yep. biggest news story of oh, our sure. lives. We yeah. need to get back to our newsrooms. And coincidentally, I was on maternity leave. I had just had our, our second daughter. And so um, in the course of the drive back, the news director at Wayne said to the news director at Wood, I've been looking for a main female anchor for a while. I haven't been able to find mm -hmm. anybody. You know, is there anybody kind of in our network? And she said, you know what, my weekend anchor is from Indiana originally. Huh. She worked in Fort Wayne for a short time. Yeah. Maybe she'd be interested. Yeah. And so they called me and yeah. I said, are you kidding? I, yeah. I have a 21 month old <laughs> and a newborn. Yeah. I, I'm very happy here. We, we owned a house and my husband said, wait a minute, let's, mm -hmm. let's think about yeah. this. Um, it was never on my radar to come back to Fort Wayne mm -hmm. and ended up really being such a blessing. Yeah. Um, and I spent over 17 years sure. on the air at Wayne. Sure. So, sure. Um, you know, it, again, uh, not in my plan. Yeah. But I, I kind of believe that it was meant to be. Yeah. Well, I mean, one of the things we've talked about with, I think, just about everyone who's been on the podcast so far is how relationships ultimately get you where you want to go. Absolutely. Those two people have never talked in the car, never be where you are today. It's, so. it's weird to think about. Yeah, for sure. So, so you know, the news business is from the outside looking in seen as a glamorous business. <laughs> and, you know, now that I know a lot of folks, including you who worked, have worked in that business, it's a lot of really early mornings and a lot of stress. What was that experience a like? A lot of late nights and yeah. weekends. And, um, you know what, I, I never complained about it or or saw it as being drudgery mm -hmm. because I really loved it, yeah. honestly. Um, I was doing what I had always dreamed sure. of doing. And so I was one of those, especially when I was younger and single, I mean, I jumped at every chance mm -hmm. to work. Sure. You, know, you need somebody to anchor on the holiday, sign me up. Yeah. You know, I just really wanted that experience. Sure. And so um, I, I never minded the work. Now, I will say, and especially now having been out of the news business for two and a half years, I, I didn't fully appreciate how negative it can be mm -hmm. because of not only the news itself being negative, but sure. just the grind of, yep. of the hours and the, you know, people moving into the market, moving out mm -hmm. of the market. It really, yep. um, but again, I, I don't say that to complain. Sure. Um, just the reality of it. it, it yeah. Is. It's a tough job. It, it really is. is. And, and, you know, it has, as you know, it has evolved immensely mm -hmm. since I started. You know, I, I like to joke to the younger reporters that we were hiring 
that we, Google didn't exist mm -hmm. when I was first yeah. a reporter. Sure. And so it, it, gathering news was very, very different. Yeah. And, uh, it, you know, in a good way, I, sure. I think, mm -hmm. you know, really learning how to make connections with people yep. and, and network and really dig for stories. Sure. And, and I felt like, especially in, in those early years, what we did mattered. Mm -hmm. You know, the journalism was pretty noble yeah. at one time. Sure. And, and it can still be. Yeah. But but it has changed. Yeah, for sure. And, and I'm sort of from the old school, you know, the, this is going to make me sound like a dinosaur, but the Walter Cronkite school where, sure. you know, that's the authority and that's the person you look up to and it's the voice of trust. And, you know, that's that's been a challenge lately. Is there anything, you know, with the year that 2020 has been, has there ever been a moment when you've said, boy, it would be fun to be in, you know, yeah. the journalism world? Or you're kind of like, I'm really glad that I'm not there. Right I, I, actually, I get asked that a lot. Yeah. Um, and, and really, I'm thankful that I'm not. Yeah. Um, and yeah. again, I think now, um, having stepped away from it, uh, you know, and realizing um, just how mired in things mm -hmm. you become. And I, and I didn't fully appreciate that. Yeah. And so, you know, immediately when the pandemic happened and the shutdown happened, I was back in news mode and I yeah. was watching every sure. newscast. And, sure. and I really started to realize, oh, I need to step away from this. Yeah. And I hadn't had the ability to do that for so many oh, years. Oh, sure. Sure. Well, I would imagine, you know, being a news anchor in Fort Wayne, which is a big, small town, right. you get recognized everywhere you go. And that's, you know, in some, some days that's probably great and some days it's probably not so great. But, yeah. And again, I always saw it as a blessing because if, yeah. if people, if I was out in public and people didn't recognize me, yeah, I would be something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, yeah, for sure. Yes, you're right. There, there did come that extra level of, um, you know, kind of fishbowl mm -hmm. living, if you will. Mm -hmm. And I still get it. I mean, it, oh, I, sure. I don't know how long it, it will last, even yeah. now after being out of the business for a while. But um, I always very much appreciated it. But on the other hand, it, it did feel, you know, like a fishbowl. Yeah, that, for sure. That people could see every flaw. Sure. Um, and yeah. I, I think that was challenging for my kids even. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. You know, growing up. Yeah. Everybody knew who their mom was. Yeah. And there was no, no short trips to the grocery store. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. So, so let's talk about what you're doing now and, and how you got there. So Sweet Rod is obviously a very recognizable name. And you made that change. Was it like a year and a half, two years ago? It was May of 2018. May of 2018. Okay. So yeah, about a year and a half ago. How did that happen? And why did you decide to make such a big shift? Um, again, it happened without um, any plan. Yeah. Um, and which is why I, I do sort of, if you believe in you know, fate or mm -hmm. you know, timing or a God thing, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I really had been um, thinking, what, what would my life look like if I wasn't doing mm -hmm. television? Yeah. And that was primarily out of many conversations that I had with my husband about, okay, our kids are almost grown. I work nights, mm -hmm. he works days, yeah. and, and we were really great parenting partners sure. in that respect because one of us was home with yeah. the kids. But I thought, they're going to be gone, we're going to be empty nesters and living in the same house. But Never seen each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very parallel lives, yeah. and I thought, gosh, I, that's not really what I want. We yeah. needed to reconnect. So I began to think, what, what would I do and what would that look like? but never really acted on it because sure. I kind of got this in my head of this is all I know how to do mm -hmm. and it's all I'm good at yeah. and I have no skills that are transferable. Sure. Well, now I realize how you know, short-minded sure. that was. And probably everyone else could see it, but you couldn't, as is true for most yeah, of us. Most of us. Yeah. And so, um, it, again, it happened out of the blue. I got a call from one of the executives at Sweetwater mm -hmm. and said, um, we have somebody retiring. We kind of want to revamp the position. Um, do some things differently, uh, you know, do you think you'd be interested in having a conversation with us? And the timing was just perfect. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a few months from my contract being up, yep. and it, so it worked out, and it's, yeah. uh, I've never looked back. 
Yeah, so, so tell us what you're doing at Sweetwater these days. It's a communication role, it's an executive yes. role, but what exactly does the work look like? Yeah, it's, it's kind of all over the place, yeah. which is what I love. So my title is Vice President of Corporate Communications, mm -hmm. but that doesn't begin to tell you what yeah, I do. Sure. Um, so a, a good chunk of my job is community outreach okay. and the philanthropy mm -hmm. side of it. And mm -hmm. as you know, Chuck and Lisa sure. Zarak are, are incredible philanthropists yep. in this community. And so I, I work closely with them on you know things that they're supporting, sure. um, organizations that they're uh, you know donating money to. Yep, very invested in programs for it with music and youth, and not just that, but that's yes. a focus. And, and reinvesting in, in yeah. Fort Wayne and the sure. community. So so that's a lot of fun, and I get to work on the opposite side now with people that I knew. Yeah. You know, in my news role, sure. but sure. we get to work with them very differently. So so that's a lot of fun. Um, the other part of it is really communications. Mm -hmm. So I take care of all of the internal um, communications. We do a company wide newsletter once yep. a month, and. Um, so I, I concentrate on that. And then the most exciting thing that we've done since I joined was was engaging with a PR firm. Okay. And really ramping up our efforts. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody in Fort Wayne knows who Sweetwater is. Yeah. If you're a musician, you probably know mm -hmm. who Sweetwater is. But, but we are really best in class in so many areas sure. in terms of technology. Um, you know, culture yep. for sure. And so we really felt like there's a story out there that needs to be told. Yeah. And and Chuck, his story by itself, yeah. you know, starting the company in the back of a Volkswagen yep. bus, uh, it's, it's such an authentic sure. um, story yeah. to tell. Yeah, well, well I want to hear a little bit about how you define Sweetwater to people either who know it on the surface but don't know the details or who don't know it at all because it seems like it's one of those overnight sensations that was 30 years in the making. That's exactly know? what so, it is. So yeah, tell me a little bit about the Sweetwater story from your perspective. Sure, so Chuck uh, really started it literally in the back of a Volkswagen bus, started as a studio. Mm -hmm. um, he's a musician, an engineer, yep. and, and he would travel around to venues and, and string cable yep. and record things. And we got into the retail side of it several years later, um, it, working with a, a machine it's called the Kurzweil K250, and uh, it was really cutting edge back in the mm -hmm. early 70s. And that's what started the retail side of it. Sure. And Chuck is such a visionary. And so jumped on the e-commerce mm -hmm. bandwagon before it was a bandwagon mm -hmm. and uh, began the e-commerce side of our business. And sure. that's that's what has led to the success of today. So now, sort of, of course, the Jeff Bezos of the music world. Yes, yeah. you can think of that. And, <laughs> yeah. and we do have a retail. We have one brick and mortar location sure. here in Fort Wayne. But but the bulk of our business is all done online or on the phone. Yeah. So so the phrase, was it the Kezos Z250? Did I? The, the Kurzweil. Kurzweil. Yes. See, yeah. So yes. did you have any music background or was this all language yeah. you had to learn? No, I've had to, I've had to learn it all. In fact, they asked me that initially. Do you have any, do you play any instruments? Because, I mean, I, I would bet probably 80% yeah. of the people there are musicians. Yeah. It's such a creative sure. you know, place. Um, no, I have no musical background. Okay. I've, I've learned it all. Um, yeah. Good thing. I'm a quick study, and mm -hmm. so I've really uh, yeah. you know, embraced it and absorbed it. It's where the news um, background comes in, so you have to know a lot about, you have to know a little about, about a lot about of different things. Yeah. Yeah, so Sweetwater is you know primarily an e-commerce retailer. It has a brick and mortar location. How do you define the size of Sweetwater? Like when, because it's a it's a big place and it's grown exponentially. But how do you, when people ask you how big is the entity, how do you define that? Yeah, it's it's really hard. Uh, we have over eighteen hundred employees, okay. 
just there on the Sweetwater campus. Wow. That does not include any of our Sweet family yeah. um, businesses, sure. which I should mention, I also do PR for all of those. The okay, so this is aviation, aviation. Yep. and Sweet Helicopters okay. and uh, Launch Optical, mm -hmm. all of those. So we call those our Sweet family of companies. And, um, and so not including those, we have about 1,800 employees on campus. Um, we, we have um, I want to say 163 acres, I think that's right, mm -hmm. um, you know, up on the, the northwest side of Fort Wayne. Yep. Um, it's really become its own kind of, of um, campus. Mm -hmm. There's no other way to say it. it yeah. We have uh, really designed things to make it easy for, to work there mm -hmm. so that you can combine work and life. Yep. Um, you know, Chuck, again, it, being a visionary is very aware of culture mm -hmm. and has worked really hard to create that. Yeah. And that's been a challenge as we've grown so quickly in the mm -hmm. last few years to, to maintain that. Yeah. But it really is a, a family business. Yeah. It's He's the sole owner along with his wife, and, and they really stress that. Yeah. So, so what role do you have, if any, in being part of shaping culture in, in employee recruitment, because from a PR standpoint, people always think about external PR, but a big piece of it is sort of reinforcing the culture internally. Do you play any role in that? Yeah, I work very closely with our human resources mm -hmm. team. Uh, we have a, a relatively new position called the chief people officer, yep. and uh, he oversees all of our HR. And that, again, we've been really focusing on efforts to attract people yep. um, and then to retain them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, it can be challenging because people are like, for what? Yeah, you know, for sure. Uh, especially musicians who've been in bigger cities. Yeah. Um, and so we've worked really hard to get them here. And then once they're here, to really engage them in the sure. community. They get plugged in with other musicians. Yeah. Uh, trailing spouses, that's really important to yeah, us. For sure. So we do have a lot of initiatives in place that are geared toward communicating, uh, you know, what a great place it is to the families of those workers yeah. as well. We have a Facebook page, yep. um, Sweet Home Indiana, okay. with, its, with its four spouses and employees. Yeah. Yeah, well, and, and you know, you and I know what a great place this is to raise kids. Um, so, you know, and we're both transplants, me from a different state, you from a little bit closer, but still. So I think it's easier to tell that story when you've lived it and when you have that experience. So, Absolutely. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about some of the stuff you work on. You know, we always, we talked about how your title doesn't quite say what you do. You mentioned mm -hmm. some of the things you, you work on, but what are some of the big projects or the things that are either keeping you up at night or making you excited or maybe both at the same time? What are some of those projects that are on your plate right yeah. now? So I mentioned that big PR effort. We we hired a PR firm uh, about six months after I got there. I did a lot of the vetting and yep. and we we brought them on and we've never done that before. Mm -hmm. um, typically we hire within. We yep. don't use consultants. Yep. We you know because it is such a unique story sure. and a unique culture. And so this was the first time that we'd done that and it, it didn't go well. Mm -hmm. It was uh, you know we learned a lot it, from that experience, but but didn't end up sticking with that firm for very long. If you don't mind sharing, without obviously naming names, yeah. um, this isn't 60 minutes, so I won't put you on the spot <laughs> too much, but what were some of the things that maybe didn't meet expectations or didn't go as well as you expected? I think it, it was on both sides. Mm -hmm. I think yep. we didn't know enough about sure. what to expect yep. um, while we were searching for a firm, and I think they didn't fully understand us. Sure. Uh, which, you know, you, you really kind of have to be immersed in it, the culture mm -hmm. on a daily basis to get the DNA sure. of, of who we are and what we do. And so it just never really clicked. Um, I also think that we made some mistakes in, in hiring. We went with a bigger firm mm -hmm. uh, that had a great reputation and a big name, um, thinking that 
they would have some connections for us. Sure. We ended up being, you know, a really small client sure. for them. And, and so in the second round, when yeah. we were doing our second search, uh, we were we knew what kind of questions to ask. Yeah. And really found a firm that we have um, just connected with yeah. right from the very beginning. And they've done a phenomenal job for us. So that was a huge learning experience. Yeah. Um, so some of the projects we, I don't know if you saw recently, we, we had an article in Forbes mm -hmm. and CNN Business. Those have been some big wins for us yep. in just getting the Sweetwater name out. Um, but we're working on lots of little things, podcasts and mm -hmm. getting, um, having our executives really be thought leaders in whatever it is that they're sure. doing, whether it's culture or you know the, the HR side of it, the tech side of it, um, you know the the e-commerce side of it, sure. and so we've really been able to um, to leverage just the immense knowledge, yeah. uh, you know, the the brain trust that sure. exists at Sweetwater, and and use them to tell our story. Sure. So those are the kind of things that we're we're working on. We have some big plans mm -hmm. for uh, for 2021. Some of the things that we had hoped to sure. do this year, yeah. uh, you know, because of COVID, didn't. Sure. Well, I mean, I'm sure one of the ways that the company connects to the community in more typical times is through events, through concerts, and and right. things that went away. So, how is that changing your world, and and what are you trying to do to kind of bridge that gap, if anything? Yeah. Well, we're lucky because we're in a position where we do help live musicians and yep. we do host live events yep. um, but on the other hand we still have all of the gear and all the mm -hmm. things that you need if you own a studio yep. so what we really found early on was that because all of the live events were canceled musicians were able to to write mm -hmm. and be able to kind of hunker down in their studios yep. so they needed to upgrade some of their gear sure and they came to us and said you know i want to work on this project now i have all this time that i didn't have because i've been on the road yep. and now i'm quarantined at home yeah so we just were able to provide you know the same service to them sure. just in a different way to build out a home studio a mini home studio so they could do you know a live broadcast and all that yes yeah, and, and we found too you know educators um you know colleges people mm -hmm. had to pivot very quickly to virtual yeah. you know learning so we've sold a lot of podcast equipment sure you know people who are home um you know computers and, and interfaces and things like that that people yeah. are using to communicate remotely yeah i mean it's one of the things that i think is there, there's a lot of bad things coming out of this but one of the good things is i think there is a lot of innovation i mean i know that obviously working in this industry i had to say okay different time what do i need to be doing differently and tried to get somewhat good at video um, tried to get somewhat good we started a podcast as a result yes. of it which yes. you're now part of um, so i think that innovation it kind of pushed things in a direction that they were headed in anyway and you know uh, it's good to see sweetwater pivoting in that direction yeah and we were really fortunate you know we broke ground um a year and a half ago on our new uh, warehouse mm -hmm. and we literally moved into it just weeks before yeah. the mandated shutdown the good thing is we had sort of anticipated having this extra space so we had a lot of extra inventory already in the building yeah. and in the pipeline okay. through our supply chain anticipating that we'd have this this extra space we didn't know of course that yeah. the COVID was going to happen but it set us up perfectly so that yeah. when it did hit we had we had the gear sure. to sell sure um, now obviously we had to shift to some remote working mm -hmm. sure. um, those were some challenges that we had early on Initially, we sent the workers home mm -hmm. in the distribution center. Yep. So that meant that members of the executive team, you know, Chuck himself and his family, were literally in there wow. packing boxes wow. um, to make sure that 
you yeah. know, that things were still running. Kind of going back to his roots there for Absolutely. a second. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so anything else that, that's on your plate that you're working on or anything else, um, you know, project-wise that, that you think is compelling or interesting? Yeah, and I work closely with the marketing team, yeah. even though what I do is not, sure. not your, your traditional marketing. Yeah. Um, but, but I do work closely with, with them and the initiatives that they're working on. And so I'm just always kind of um, in the background, you know, yeah. listening and, and learning about how we are doing our marketing to our customers, mm -hmm. how we market you know, B2C and B2B. Yep. Uh, and, and so from that standpoint, I've learned a lot because I, I don't have a marketing background. Mm -hmm. Mine sure. is, is purely in communications yeah. and PR. Yep. So. Yeah. So I'm going to pivot myself to the three quick hit questions that we ask okay. um, to kind of summarize everything we've talked about. And one is about career path, one is about your organization, and then the last is, is a little bit of a wild card. It's advice for your peers. Well, let's start with the career path question. So you've had an interesting career. You've made a big change. If somebody were to ask you whether it was, you know, one of your daughters starting a career, if it was someone looking to start in journalism, if it was someone in journalism looking to go somewhere else, what's your one best piece of career advice? That's, I have lots of advice to give. I'll, I'll just relate this one story. And it was, I was making the transition from, you know, 30 years in broadcasting to this new career yeah. in a new place um, where I didn't know anybody. At the same time that my older daughter graduated from high school and was mm -hmm. getting ready to leave to go to college. Yeah. And she, you know, had these few moments where she was sort of paralyzed with fear and, mm -hmm. and the unknown. And it's scary. And yeah. she said, maybe I made the wrong decision going away from home. Maybe I should have stayed here. Maybe mm -hmm. I chose the wrong major. Just, you know, yeah. all of these things. And I said to her, well, what would you tell me? Because I'm nervous. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm scared. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm taking a leap. Yeah. And I'm 30 years older yeah. than you are. Yeah. Um, and I've never done anything else. Yeah. So would you tell me that I should just <laughs> stop? Yeah. That I should... Um, stay somewhere where I'm, I'm not growing, and, yeah. and she said, why do you turn everything into a life <laughs> lesson? <laughs> um, yeah. So I guess uh, to expand on that, I would just say, don't be afraid to take a leap. Yeah. You know, if, if it's what you really want and you, you have the drive, don't be afraid to do it. Yeah. yeah, there was a quote I heard the other day, somebody said, if it scares you because it pushes you, then say yes. Right. And you'll probably have the energy and the motivation to do well by it. And if you don't, you can always do something That's else. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. So as far as Sweetwater goes, you did a great job of describing what Sweetwater is and some of the Sweetwater story. But if you had to concisely say, here's what we are and what we do, what is it that you would you'd focus on? We are a people company. Mm -hmm. And when I say people, I don't just mean all of our employees. Mm -hmm who are incredibly important to us, and we've done a lot, as I said, uh, internally with culture and, and things like that, but we're all about people and relationships. Mm -hmm. And so all of our sales engineers, that's what they do. They build relationships with our customers um, to where they you know, they know their pet's name. Mm -hmm. and they, you know, Very early on in the pandemic, we made it a point to call our customers and just say, how are you doing? Mm -hmm. You know, What are you doing? Yeah. Not trying to sell them sure. something. Sure, sure. And so it's really, based on those relationships. And, and Chuck is very fond of saying, um, you know, I, I'm in the business of helping people make their dreams come true. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, that, and that's really, 
at the heart of it, that's what we do. Yeah, that's a pretty fun job. Yes. Yeah, we talked about that here when the pandemic first kicked in because, you know, the, the economy did, wasn't doing so well. And, and the discussion here was it's not a great time to try to sell something to people you don't know, but it is a great time to double down on the relationships yes. that you probably should be focused on anyway. So great to hear that that's the focus there as well. All right, last question. So it's a challenging time for a lot of people. And you know you have a lot of influence because you're a recognizable face. You get stopped in the grocery store and everyone else. If one of your peers, someone you know, was looking for some optimism, some words of hope, some guidance, career-wise or otherwise, beyond what you already said about careers, what do you think is the silver lining ahead for us? What might you say to someone? Yeah, I think even though it has been incredibly challenging, you know, you mentioned it's been a time for innovation and creation. And we, we are creating a whole new, um, uh, you know, population of people who are resilient. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I keep reminding people. Like, you know, even though this is a, a tough time, mm -hmm. we're going to look back at this and realize how much we grew yeah. and how much we were forced to innovate and, and be creative and, and pivot. You know, we've used that word a yeah, lot, too. Sure. And so I, I think that's what I'll take away from it is just being able to look back and say, you know, we did a really good job of kind of changing our thinking and thinking outside the box and being creative. Yeah, and to recognize that this isn't forever, while it might seem yes, like it, right. it's, it's there will be a better day ahead. But the decisions that we're making now are, are going to matter sure. later. And, and so, you know, recognizing that, that while this is very uncharted territory, you know, we have, we have some opportunities here to build and grow. Sure, sure. And that could mean an entire career change or it could just mean you know, pushing out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Well, Heather, it's great talking with you, you know, and nice to sit down beyond passing each other a million miles an hour yes. at a school event or seeing you on TV trying to condense the news. It's great to talk with you. Thanks for you being too. here. Thank you. Yeah, thanks everyone for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode of the Asher Marketing Podcast. And we hope to see you then. Thanks. Mm -hmm.